Hello again, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome into Real Fun Sports, presented by Prince Frederick Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram. Head to princefrederickdodge.com. I'm Courtney Lachlan, joined as always by Kelly. Kelly, we have a lot of sports to get to, and I feel like every week we're like, what are we going to talk about? And we're amazed by all the sports headlines. D.C. says goodbye to a national. Um, Is there going to be a new baseball team in Music City? The NHL is back. Plus, we have a very special guest joining us, Michelle Storino. She's a voice of um, NHL hockey. So we had a very great conversation with her that we're excited to get to. Kelly, how are we doing? I know we got a lot of baseball news happening in the headlines this week. Yeah, there is. And we are saying goodbye to Adam Eaton, the beloved Nats player. Of course, he was part of the 2019 World Series champions and just one of those nice guys in the clubhouse that everybody just loved. And he is going back to the White Sox, which is just so Adam Eaton of him. We we got him. He, he'd only been with the team for a couple of years. He had lots of injuries. It was really in 2019 where we got to see him be an amazing player. He also had a pretty good season this year. But he, he's going back to Chicago to the White Sox. And um, I'm sure they'll love and cherish him there like they did before when he left. He he will be sorely missed. And you and I were talking about Adam Eaton, me being more, of course, the baseball person, you being more of the <laughs> hockey person. And your memory is not of his home runs or his amazing moves on the outfield, but it's being half naked on a Zamboni. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to admit, like, yes, I think I started, like, really following the Nats right before they made it to the World Series. And I was like, this is super cool. Like, I'm jumping on this bandwagon. And I probably could only have named two, maybe three players until this moment, the following <laughs> November, <laughs> when they came to a Caps game. I actually think Verona scored a hat trick that game. And I was, and, and as soon as I saw the news that Adam Eaton left, I was like, wait a second. He was one of the most iconic guys that was on the Zamboni taking yep. his shirt off, just having like the greatest time ever. And I just know like in terms of things that I'll remember from him is this. I don't know if that's exactly what he wants to be remembered for. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it, though. Like that's that, that's incredible. He's holding up the, the trophy. He's on the on the Zamboni with Doolittle, who also is no longer with the team. Trey Turner, Max Scherzer. I mean, that's an iconic D.C. moment. Yeah. I feel like we need to I need to put that in it like a poster format because it just says everything about DC. Um, and Kelly, a little different than your photo with the World Series trophy, right? <laughs> um, yes, I did keep my clothes on. <laughs> Yours is a little bit more refined. <laughs> yes. I mean, I tried to pick it up and hold it over my head, but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> oh, well, um, obviously a lot of great memories with him and yes. not celebrating with the Caps. Yeah, and he got a great deal at the White Sox. So we 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 wish him the best in his future endeavors is how we like to say it. So one question about that was that it was expected, right? That he was going to leave. Yeah. Okay. We just didn't know that it was it's news today because we're learning about where he's landing. Uh so they will take very good care of him in Chicago. And also they're not the White Sox are not a big rival of the Nats, so like we can kind of feel like good about it. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, we're not going to see him like every other game, but he would be one of those players. If he, if he were ever to play at Nats Park, you would see people standing up, cheering for him, clapping for him. You see it a little bit with um, Ian Desmond, who was a beloved player uh, with the Nats. You see it with um, with uh, not with Bryce Harper. I was going to say Bryce Harper, but Bryce Harper, we we boo him. So, but he <laughs> would be one of those players that we would we would cherish and take very good care of. <laughs> Okay. When where I don't know. White Sox are in Chicago. Oh, the Chicago. Other, the, the other Chicago. Okay. Team. 
So as yeah. long as he's not taking any shirts off at the Blackhawks games, we're good. Right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> um, but also we're learning today. This is like the, the collision of all things that I love when um, musical artists and famous people get involved into baseball. So um, I went down a deep dive today because Darius Rucker. Yes. Just wait for it. Um, of course, of Hootie and the Blowfish fame. I know he's got his own career now, but whatever. <laughs> That's how I remember him. He put out a tweet that he has joined a an official organization that's happening in Nashville to bring Major League Baseball to Nashville. Um, he joins Justin Timberlake and a bunch of very wealthy, prominent business people in Nashville to bring it uh, an expansion team to the city. Now, it's called Music City Baseball. It's um, uh, to be an expansion team. It's sort of dovetailing off of the MLB's initiative to bring two new teams in, I don't know, question mark, the next couple couple years. Okay. Um, they've, they've gone as far to come up with a name, which is really cool. They would be named the Nashville Stars, and it's a tribute to a former semi-pro Negro major league team that played back in the 30s for a couple decades in Nashville. Wow. And then I started looking, actually, Nashville loves baseball. Like, it's a perfect city for them to have a team. They have a minor league team. That's one of the most attended minor league um, teams in the country. They, the closest stadium to them is four plus hours away. And the Atlanta Braves are four hours away. The St. Louis Cardinals and uh, the Cincinnati Reds. So they like, they deserve a team. As I was doing that, I pulled up a map (laughs) of all the different teams throughout the country and you will see, it's hard to really take a good look at this, but there are just parts of the country that don't have a, we're so lucky to have a stadium near us, but you think about Nashville, they don't have, they have a football team, they have a really good hockey team, they have a soccer team, the, a baseball team would be a great addition. So what were we looking at with the different colors? That was so how diff- far... The, the different colors represent the different teams. So you would see like the easiest, let's look on the East Coast. You'd see the red there is the Nationals and mm-hmm. how far their fan base would go. And, you know, Tennessee kind of like is in that purple area, which is the Braves. But they're right. They bump up against the Reds and the Cardinals mm-hmm. they are kind of like in that center spot right there. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's I mean, I would be excited to see it. And so I. Just to wrap this up before I obsess over it, they need Taylor Swift to add to their board as well. We need some girl power in there. Um, but apparently uh, Carrie Underwood is part of it as well. Or Carrie Underwood was part of the Predators. Yeah. So I, we need some female voices in there. But this is really interesting. They've done some rendering and it will be um, they're hoping to put the stadium right downtown, right next to the Titans stadium. It's amazing to me because Nashville has become, I know for hockey, like such a hockey town. And I, I went down a rabbit hole too when I saw this and I was like, how long have the Nashville Predators in the NHL been in the league? I would have said like within the last 10 years, I can't believe that they came in the NHL in 1998 and that they've been around for that long. And I got to be honest, that might, besides DC, of course, and Montreal, I'll give them that up in Canada. Nashville is one of the coolest Cities, yes, but sports cities ever. And the in-game entertainment that they have, I've been to one Nashville Predators game when they played the Caps a couple years ago, and I met my dad on the road there. 
the most fun experience. They play the country music. I think when they score a goal, they play I Like It, I Love It by Tim McGraw. Like just <laughs> so fun. And yeah. so, I don't know, it is such a great sports city that I'm kind of surprised that they don't have a baseball team yet. Um, and it'll be exciting to see kind of how this transitions and moves forward because I think it's, it is such a great sports city in general. I think it's going to start snowballing uh, because the MLB is very strapped for cash. like a lot of these uh, leagues are and with bringing on an expansion team you get an influx of cash because from the city yeah. and the fan base getting involved, it just, so if anything, if it were to happen, we would see this happen soon. So we'll stay on it. It's exciting to see <laughs> um, another team come in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Las Vegas is also the other rumored city to uh, get a team as well. Hmm. So we'll see. Does Seattle have a team? Yes. Okay. Because I'm, I'm thinking of the, the recently added teams in the NHL. Um, so Seattle already has a team. So, yeah, so Vegas yeah. could maybe be the next spot for a baseball team. And that's what I love about doing a show with you. You, we either, I either bring it always back to baseball and you either bring it back to hockey. So, and the way that we find the crossover there is pretty darn amazing. Yes. And speaking of hockey, the NHL is back, Kelly. Um, but also real quick, great job on your research today. That map, I don't know how you found it. Um, I was wondering where you were on our pre-production show because like you didn't show up till 1230 when we usually are on at 12. And then you told me you did all this research. Um, so you must have gotten A's in school all the time. Um, well, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> For science. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about some hockey, Kelly, because yes. um, hockey NHL is back. And as much as I love you guys and we talk on the morning broadcast on real fun dc all the time and on wednesdays i give my bachelorette <laughs> recap of post-game analysis um i'm very excited that i can finally give some hockey analysis again um because the nhl they have been really struggling the last couple weeks and trying to get a i guess new deal agreement done after the one that they had signed with the new cba back in july when they set their return to play plan into place um trying to come up with a new financial plan of what could work given that they're most likely not going to be any fans in the stadium. Um, so the NHL, the board of governors, the NHLPA have finally agreed to the financial terms and are now working on putting the season together. They expect that it to start on January 13th or 15th, 56 game season. Um, really exciting. I think there's a couple things to look for um, would be, the divisions, right? There's going to be a Canadian division, no travel across the Canadian border. And How many Canadian teams are there? There's seven. So there's which, enough to kind of. So I, I did this math and I was like counting on my fingers. So if you have the seven Canadian teams and then eight, eight and eight, that equals 31. See, I was terrible in math. I got like C's in <laughs> math, but <laughs> I did that math last night when we were trying to figure it out. Um, a couple weeks ago, I think, Somebody, I don't know who announced this, but there was an article about the retooling of the divisions, and they actually had the Penguins out of the Caps division. They had the Penguins playing in the Central, and now they're rethinking that because the Caps-Penguins rivalry is the biggest – one of the, big, the biggest rivalries totally. with Ovechkin and Crosby and all that hatred. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see that retooling of divisions. Um, a real shout-out – real quick shout-out to the Caps – Kelly, I know you saw this tweet yesterday that they sent out. Um, perfect tweet with a little kid on Christmas checking out, just being super excited about. Um, do we have that? Yeah, I got about, it. 
about um, hockey back whenever you hear a rumor <laughs> that hockey's returning. <laughs> I thought about reenacting that, but I was like, nah, I don't think people want to see that. <laughs> or I'm um, asking my dad to reenact that. It's it's exciting. I There's still some things that they have to figure out. The Board of Governors and the NHLPA are meeting today um, with a phone call at four because they still have to figure out. They've got the financial side down, but then figuring out how are they actually going to execute a 56 game season with traveling and non bubbles and what 56 games to cram in before May and then have playoffs till July. Um, so I think that's the next big hurdle is to figure out what exactly the season is going to look like. You know, I, we talked a little bit about this this morning. I um, just be prepared for things to change. I mean, look at the NFL. I, I think it's kind of exciting. There's almost a football game every night. We had games on Sunday. Then we had two games on Monday. We had a game last night. There's a game tomorrow because of all the COVID cancellations. Right. They're just, they're, they're going to have to, we're going to have to be flexible. And I think, you know what, if this 2020 has taught us anything, it's being flexible and having <laughs> a little bit of patience. And rolling with the punches, I guess. <laughs> totally. But I have to, I have to call something, even though the NHL is saying no fans, that's not going to sit well with someone that loves our show and loves the caps um, because, you know, she's going to get her butt in the seat somehow. <laughs> there are going to be games with people at them this year. If I have to go out and make it happen myself, I need hockey and I need in-person hockey. I need to be there. Anyways. Um, yeah, I hope it all gets worked out and uh, I am so ready for CAPS caps, caps, caps. Oh, they're, 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 so that's Kimmy. Um, so perhaps um, she can help uh, coordinate the calendar and the schedule so we can get some fans in there safely. Oh, gosh, <laughs> She'll be I, in the charge. Oh, hey, no better person than Kimmy to, to get it done. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not very hopeful for fans. Maybe playoffs, maybe in the bubble by that time. It could be June and July. But other than that, I, I think it's going to be, just like you said, Kelly, with football every night. Hockey, it's going to be multiple games in a week back to back, maybe yep. three games and four nights. And the other thing too, and we've seen this with all these teams with missing quarterbacks and bringing in a kicker, even in college, um, bringing in a female kicker because everybody was sick. What, or had tested positive. What is the NHL going to do with that? And are we going to see any of these young kids? That's a huge opportunity for some of these young kids in the minor league to get a chance to play because you never know what's going to happen. So I expect the NHL to, I think their rosters, they're talking about uh, standard roster size is 23, increasing that to 26, and then adding four taxi squad players from the American League to be called up. What that means for the American League and then the East Coast League and then the Southern Pro League, I have no idea um, because all the players, it's just going to be a, a constant, I feel like, revolving door of all these players. But it could leave just some really cool and interesting storylines. Yeah, for sure. I, I said this to you earlier. I want to see Ovechkin as a, a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Oh, poor Ovechkin. I doubt that he would like that. You know what? Um, it, we laugh about it now and you, you just let 2021, I'm sure, is full of surprises. Or strap Tommy McFly in there or me. I'll go in there. Strap me in net. <laughs> I'll stop yeah, you, you've got the gear. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. Put that could be fun. Um, Kelly, you and I had a fantastic conversation with a woman in sports radio. Yes, the NHL is coming back, but someone that's not coming back 
to the NHL is a woman that we chatted with, Michelle Storino. And for anybody that doesn't know Michelle, she's been a very iconic voice in the National Hockey League for Sirius XM NHL Radio. And in August, she stepped down from her position. She was the host of Ice Caps. And funny story, when I used to come to your house before the pandemic, early in the morning, I think I was even commuting from my parents' house sometimes, at 4.30, I would listen to her all the time because she'd literally give me everything that happened from the night before on her recap show. And when she stepped down in August, she made her announcement very public about why she left the sports media industry. So Kelly, we had a very conversation, very candid conversation with Michelle. And I asked her and you and asked her, you and I asked her several questions. She had been in the industry for 15 years, but I asked her what her final straw was as to why she decided to make her decision to lead Sirius XM radio. And here's Michelle giving her story. So two things happened during this pandemic, actually. It's funny how we all are like, we want 2020 to be over and how this pandemic has like ruined a lot of good things. But I truly believe that a lot of great things have happened this year because we got a chance to kind of stay at home, reflect and see what's really meant for us, what's not meant for us. So one of the two things that happened to me was uh, an assistant professor at Ryerson University here in Toronto reached out to me and said she was doing um, a study about women in sports broadcasting, in in radio sports broadcasting, mm -hmm. sorry. And she said, listen, you're one of 13 women right now with a job across Canada who has like a regular hosting job. And when I heard those numbers and she, we did this like long interview, um, she talked to me about a lot of stuff that I experienced, like, you know, things about my wages or opportunities given, not given. Um, just all those kinds of things. And when she kept, you know, kind of prying at all these things, it was stirring up a lot of like anger inside because mm -hmm. it's true. I was experiencing a lot of these things. And I guess because being in sports, listen, we're in like a bro mentality. I don't know how <laughs> else to kind of kind of put that, but we're always like, I, I've heard the locker room talk, like nothing offends me. I go with the flow with that kind of stuff. I'm not, you know, I just kind of, I've always kind of rolled with the punches in that regard. But when she was really like throwing me these statistics and asking me these really hard questions, it really made me look and think. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. There has been so many times, or there have been so many times in which I was faced with gender bias in the industry. And it just kind of like made me mad because it's not who I am as a person. I'm always one to stand up for myself. I'm always one to speak truth. I'm always one looking for like justice, always. So it was making me even more conflicted inside. So that was the first thing that happened. So it really kind of brought everything to the forefront for me. And then with the pandemic, I'll tell you the whole story. I have no problem <laughs> telling this story. Great. Um, yeah. So with the pandemic, obviously, the season, the NHL season came to a halt, an abrupt halt, right? Um, we all knew return to play was eventually going to happen, right? We all <laughs> could see it in the news, what the, what the eventuality was going to be in terms of the bubble cities and all that kind of stuff. So we knew there was an agenda, right? We knew that the season was pretty much going to start on August 1st. We knew there were, every team was going to have one exhibition game, like none of this stuff was a surprise to anybody. We had like a good two week leeway, right? Okay, well, everybody had a good two week leeway. So I thought I was gonna get informed about what was gonna happen in terms of broadcasting the return to play. Mm -hmm. Well, 
the day, the day the season started, so the day that what every team got their um, got that one exhibition game, I get an email in the morning saying, "Hey, you know, because we're not really allowing anybody back into the building, no one's coming back into the building. Everyone's broadcasting from home. We don't have enough equipment for you, so you won't be doing ice cap." And I was like. But and and then it said, but we will still be having ice cap going on. So I'm like, okay. So there's not enough equipment for me. Well, that night on Twitter, I noticed that the person, one of the people who also hosted ice cap, because I wasn't the only ice cap host. There was right. two of us. So the other person hosting ice cap, who was at the station for less amount of time, he had equipment at home. So my next question was, okay. Well, how do you decide who gets equipment and who doesn't? Because it's not based on time service, because if it was based on, you know, like seniority, then I would get equipment because mm -hmm. I've been there longer, right? So I asked, okay, how, how do you determine who gets equipment and who doesn't? Because this obviously doesn't seem very fair. Um, and I asked all sorts of questions like, why can't we buy more equipment? Why can't we rent equipment from other companies that may not be using equipment? Why can't we come up with a rotating system? I asked all these questions that would make sense to ask, right? I need a good valid explanation as to why I'm not gonna be on air, but you know, Joe Blow is gonna be on the air, right? Like with less experience or with less time at the station. I never got an explanation, never got an explanation, nothing, that's it. And it just left it as, open-ended so that was my final straw i was like i don't even get the respect of an email in return like i was dumbfounded like i couldn't believe that i like after six and a half years of taking every night shift that you ask after you know i only worked nights and weekends never got an opportunity to do during the day stuff like i was like i'm done i don't I don't need this kind of negativity mm -hmm. anymore. So yeah, that's, that was the linchpin for me. There's a lot to unpack there. And I've got a couple follow-up questions to <laughs> yeah. that. Uh -huh. um, I don't know what the Canadian laws are and what jurisdiction, because I guess XM is a, an American company or whatever. Did you ever think about taking it to some sort of legal or threatened legal action to them? And I also want to know what your male co-host, because I think in this whole journey as women in all these different industries, it takes the men to also, you know, be, have the same initiatives and the same goals to bring in women. What did he do or say in the following days and weeks? So that male co-host, I've never, I haven't even heard from him, that one male co-host that got work. Cause this is how it, this is how it works for me to speak up and say something. Obviously, I mean, I get it. It's, it's not an easy thing to do because people are scared for their jobs. Right. And already in this pandemic, people are losing jobs left, right and center, especially in the media industry mm -hmm. or especially in the sports media industry, because we have so much less to talk about. Right. So you're right. seeing cuts everywhere. So that's the first issue where it's like I had some um, male co-hosts. I have one really good friend from uh, XM still who when that article came out with from The Athletic, he was willing to talk because he knew that I had felt this kind of gender bias previously. And 
he was always in support of me. And whenever he got an opportunity to host, say like a day show in the summertime, of course it would only be in the off season, by the way. So when he got a chance to host and fill in uh, during off season, he would bring me on as his co-host. So he would be the person sparking that initiative to get me on during the day and during you know those kind of time slots. Um, so he's the only one, however, that was like support, still supportive. Other other ones who I was still friends with are too scared to kind of say anything because they don't want to lose their jobs, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the problem, right? You're basically how I how I kind of equate all of this. It's like being a witness to a murder and then or and then going up to the stand and then all of a sudden like you're too scared to go up to the stand. Right. Like that's honestly because that's how I feel where it's like, yeah, you were there. Yeah, you've seen this stuff. Yeah, you've heard me complain about this stuff before. But when it comes to like my well-being, I can't risk my well-being to also help you out, you know, and it's mm -hmm. you can't uh, and I can't blame them because I, I understand we're in hard times now. Right. So I understand where this fear comes from. And especially if you have you know, family to take care of and everything as well. Um, but it just kind of sucks when you're on my end, you kind of feel like you're by yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You're on an island. Sorry. What was your other question? Kelly? Uh, about, about legal action. <laughs> oh, legal action. Okay. So um, I was on a couple other podcasts right before the athletic article came out. And a couple people actually said like, you know, you have something here like mm -hmm. you and I have the emails too. That's why it's like, I have written proof of that was the exchange. So it's not like I don't, it's like, you know, he says, she says kind of a deal. I actually have written exchange, but here's how I think. I don't want to stir up negativity because I feel like me standing up should be a positive thing, even though it's a negative topic, but I also don't want to like stir up more negativity and just be that person. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of feel like this is, that would be a perpetual negative motion and, and a negative emotion that I'd be constantly living in where it's like, I have to relive the BS mm -hmm. of feeling gender bias where it's like, you know what? I've cut ties. Screw you. Now, hopefully you learn your lesson and we can all be better and we can all look at these situations in a different light now. Kelly, that was just a part of a very lengthy conversation that we had with Michelle. Um, you can actually check out the whole conversation on anywhere, any platform where you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, with, and you can just look under Michelle Storino interview. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot to unpack. And I am very thankful that she was willing to share her story. She actually said one thing at the end of the end of the interview that you and I, as female hosts of a sports show, were the only females to reach out to her to hear her story. It, that's unbelievable. And and also you need to go to her Twitter because she does have pinned to the top her statement. Uh, and it sort of touches on um a lot of things that she went through and what she experienced as a female sports journalist. And it's unfortunately in 2020, we still have to have these types of conversations, but um, we will stay in touch with her. She's um, doing some creative things and being very positive. I can appreciate that. Um, so that was, it was, it was wonderful to talk to her. Um, 
And I will say this: yes, it, it, it was a very, it was, it was intense at some times the conversations with her. But and she even mentioned it in that clip, Kelly, where she said, "I, I don't want to stir up negativity, right?" And at the end of the conversation that we had with her, she's like, "I'm here to empower women, right? I'm here to empower people and not." spread that negativity, but to actually just make women feel empowered. She pumped up our tires a little bit. I said, hey, if you want to come on any time to a, because she's just that type of person where I think she wants, whether it's women or anybody to, I don't know, to to feel great about themselves. So I, I definitely appreciate her candid conversation. Yes. Yes. Um, I Noticed some Christmas decorations in the back and I challenged you last week and I think we need to take you full screen here because yeah, there you go. There we go. Let's yeah. Do, let's do a quick little holiday tour there. I see a cap Santa hat, some ribbon. Um, there, and then a little elf back there. So that's a snowman with skates on it. Ah, um, and then this is probably the most prized possession that I have here, which is the Washington Capitol snow globe. I think it came out in two. Might have been 2017. And just real quick, I have a funny story about this. So this is when this came out the year that I was working with Monumental Sports Network and I was doing my Coach Courtney segment at um, now MedStar. And I was there every game day um, filming in front of the glass where the Caps practice. And the snow globe had just come out. Like nobody had had them yet. It was a tease and it was like a pump up for the game that if you were a season ticket holder and you bought this ticket package, you could get the snow globe. So we had set it on the ledge on the boards and mm -hmm. I was getting ready and I was doing my open of welcome into coach Courtney, blah, 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 presented by whatever. And all of a sudden Chandler Stevenson now gone to Vegas fires a puck to the glass Boom, there goes the snow globe, the guts of the juices and the sparkles everywhere on the floor. And like, these are hard things to buy. You couldn't even get one unless you bought the ticket package. Um, so I will always remember that story when Chandler Stevenson broke the snow globe on the set. Um, <laughs> and that was one that we could never we could never get back. And they were such like a prize commodity to try to find. Um, so I'll just, I'll always remember that. And so this is like my cherished possession. Like this one will not fall anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you should leave it out all year long. Snow globes are, are evergreen. That's true. It's a good idea. I should. Yeah. Um, but I will always protect it because can't get them anymore. I think they're, they're going on eBay for, I don't even know how much, um, but they're just one of those cool caps giveaways. Um, uh, so yes, I Kelly, Challenge accepted. Did I do okay? You, you did a pretty good job. I will tell you <laughs> next week I will be in full like holiday gear. I've got a World Series Santa hat that I haven't pulled out yet and some other stuff. So I will I will one up you on that one. I have a Nat's ugly Christmas sweater that I might have to wear. So do I. Let's oh. we could be twinsies. Okay. Mine's like a dress. <laughs> like I can wear it with cute boots and it, it'll be like a dress because it's huge. Um, I'll have to go find that. Awesome. Okay. Well, if you guys want to catch Kelly and I sporting our holiday Nats Cavs gear, you can tune into Real Fun Sports next week. We'll be giving you whatever sports news there is around D.C. or women. Um, but for now, we thank you guys for tuning in. Courtney Lachlan, Kelly Collis, as always, we want to hear from you, too. If you have anything you want to hear us talk about, be sure to let us know. And thanks for watching Real Fun Sports presented by Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We'll see you guys next time. At Prince Frederick Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, they always treat my family like family. And Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram will do the same for you. They bring excitement to Southern Maryland.
welcoming cap superstars, baseball and football players, popping up a beach party in their parking lot. They make the holidays bright for everyone and extra special for some with Toys for Tots. Now, Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram brings Southern Maryland excitement to you. We've delivered as far as Massachusetts so far. Anywhere, anytime, we're open for delivery. We can pick your vehicle up, car will be repaired, brought back to the home, sanitized again, contact free. The biggest thing that everybody's thinking about is how can I be safe? How can I still get my vehicle? How can I choose a new vehicle? You know, we have everybody sitting at home. It's kind of fun to look at a new car. We're pre-owned. Visit Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram at PrinceFrederickDodge.com or come see them on Route 4 South in the heart of Prince Frederick. And thanks to Crop Metcalf. Not sure your home's cooling system is going to make it through the rest of the season? Call Crop Metcalf today and ask about special installation and service financing plans, including six months of no payments on qualifying service calls. Visit CropMetcalf.com to schedule an appointment. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician.